0: I'm Murphy, John Murphy, and I'm Humes, Christian Humes, and you're listening to Watch World. World. Thank you, everybody. Thank you for joining us. This is Watch World, and we are watching our Continued Bond series, where we are doing the 2007 movie, Quantum of Solace.
1: Man, 2007? Yep. Wow. It is. Huh. Yes. That does explain why it feels like visually it
0: feels older than it I know it should be. Actually, let me correct. It's 2008. Sorry. I missed the date. Okay. But still, well, same era, same era. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah, it, it it feels doesn't feel like that was long that long ago, but at the same time you're like, "Oh, that was 12 years ago." Almost, correct. Like 12 11 and a half. So it's like um You'd yeah. get
1: to experience any Obama presidency, basically, at, the, at this point. You no, know? this is before Obama. So that is, that is you know, <laughs> that is very long time ago.
0: Yes, a uh, very long time ago. But, um, you know, so this movie is one of, you know, at this point in the Bond franchise, they kind of stopped, uh, they, well, they, had, they ran out of books to adapt, at least original funding yeah. books. So they were just borrowing now usually titles from stuff um pulling things from wherever they can to do things. So this one is um like we kind of highlighted last uh episode with uh the for your eyes only, in the four your eyes only short story kind of collection, there is a short story called Quantum of Solace. And I remember when they like first announced this movie, everyone was like, What is this title? Like what does it mean? Like it sounds yeah. so weird. And it's just a fancy British term for measure of comfort, basically. Yeah. Um, and in the, in the short story, it's a relatively just brief thing. It's like Bond is, like, having drinks with this governor in the Bahamas. And this old guy's telling the story about, like, he was uh, invited Bond to this dinner party where he met this other couple. And he's, like, bored to death with them. And Bond stays over a little bit to have, like, a nightcap with this guy. And he tells him a story about, like, this guy who was kind of a – he was basically a simp. for for modern terminology. (laughs) Oh, my Uh, God. And he falls in love with this woman who, like... you got
1: to get off Reddit.
0: Yeah, no. It takes off uh, who... She... They fall in love. She was, like, a wait... Like, a um, airline waitress, um, a hostess, basically. Um, And she kind of takes advantage of him and, like, has an affair and, like... and But uses his money and status kind of, like, to just keep it going. And, like, he kind of... And it kind of destroys him inside. And then he kind of gets back at her by, like, divorcing her and all this stuff. And anyways, it, like, ends up, like he learns that the woman that he was just having dinner with was that woman that the guy was telling the story. And it's like, kind of tells us the whole moral of the story was like, each of us have this like measure of comfort with another person. this quantum of solace. Um, And when that is done, when that's like down to zero, we like, we we become inhumane to them. Like we, like they just become cold and dead to us. And we will treat usually those people. Some We'll do some really bad things sometimes to people that like, we have no humanity with. Um, And I think, which which is kind of a a broad theme of this movie. Yeah. And I think that's what, like, it's not just, they took a title. It actually does mean something for James Bond in this, in this story, which as a movie itself, you know, I don't think is necessarily a great movie, but as a sequel to Casino Royale. And if you were to watch this as a five hour movie, almost, between if you watch Casino Royale and this right back-to-back, you'd be like, hey, this actually is like a kind of well-rounded story about Bond and his kind of introduction and then getting betrayed by Vesper and um, and dealing with the ramifications of that. Uh, what did you think of Quantum Assaults?
1: A lot better than I remembered. I hadn't seen it since theaters. Um, I remember just being confused by the title, as you would recommend, like I uh, said earlier uh i loved casino royale when it came out so when this happened i was just kind of like well don't know what happened here sort of a thing um which to me you know i always looked at it as like well if they can't have the writers then why don't they just postpone the freaking movie
0: it's like (laughs) yeah yeah so this movie was affected by the writer's strike in Uh 2007 um and so when they had a script it just i don't think it was polished enough like paul haggis was still working on it essentially when the strike happened and he had to put pencils down so they kind of didn't quite get the full character pass i think they needed in this movie where as far as an action movie i think it's a really competent movie
1: well so that's the other thing is like the action feels super heavy in this and interestingly when i looked it up it's the at least at its time it's has the most depictions of action, like violent sequences, more than any other James Bond movie, and it's like the shortest James Bond movie. Yeah. So that's why it feels that way uh, because it it both is, <laughs> and on a very high level. And that I think, regard. and
0: you're and you're talking about director Mark Forster. You know, this was his first time really diving into action. Like he'd done like Finding Neverland and like a couple other like drama type of like stuff. So like, yeah, I think he was a little bit out of his element. And thus relied heavily on the sort of previs kind of side of production of like, oh, we have these, we have these set pieces we want to do and let's do them really well. And then, you know, hopefully we'll have a script by the, done by the time we like do this. And like I heard they were actually having to do a lot of things on the fly in terms of character development because they just the script wasn't there yet. Um, what's kind of cool, though, this is the most stylish Bond, I think, the most stylized as far as like the look of it. The editing of it. Okay. Um, the way yeah. they do like titles of locations. I think yeah, a lot cool. of the
1: visual stuff I was noticing throughout. I mean, they do a lot of color work, but there's just so much earth tones to everything. Yeah. Um, you know, they really wanted like the whole thing, even when you weren't in the desert to feel like you were just kind of in this. They didn't ever want, I think, the audience to feel comfortable almost, you know? Yeah.
0: Everything seems really dusty and, like, scratchy and rusty yeah. at times. But, and, and it
1: just – even when Bond's in the hotel and it's, like, nice and, or he's, like, at the opera, everything – they just specifically – never feels like Bond's in his element. No. So it never feels like you're allowed to react uh, – like, relax, um, which maybe that has a little bit to do with, like, the theme of the movie and everything. But I think maybe that was one of the downsides to the film is, like, as much as all that stuff worked – It was missing a little bit of the James Bond flair, a little bit of the like, give me a little bit of London, give me a little bit of, you know, MI6, give me a little, and like, you're kind of missing some of that stuff. Um, I feel like if it had some of those elements, like, it would have, it would have given it that sort of, you know, special kind of thing James Bond had, Um, because it did, I, I said to you before this started, it felt almost like a Bond side quest at times. Like, James Bond, had this was, like, a personal mission that he went on because he talked to some characters in his last mission. And it was like, well, M needs you to come back for, like, the big piece. He's like, well, I got to go help these people out first. They
0: leave, you know, Casino Royale leaves it off with, you know, him capturing Mr. White. So, it's like they are introducing this larger, kind of broader story. And so, they kind of have to wrap that up. And this, this movie starts minutes after Casino Royale. Which is right? Cool. Um, one last thing before we kind of dive in, though, is I, what I was going to say about like it being super stylized. So all the the action set pieces, there's four of them, and they're all based on the four elements. So like in the beginning, you have Earth, which is like the quarry, the car scene. Then you have water in the boat chase, and you have air the thing, and then you have fire at the last one. Oh, that so it's is like cool. The four primary elements kind of yeah make up. These and
1: then James things. Bond became the Avatar.
0: Yes, basically once he <laughs> became the. <laughs> He was the martini bender before, and now he, he combined all the elements. Um, but yeah, so that that was um, pretty cool. And so, and the other weird thing they did here, so, and this continues our long running kind of hints about this, which I talked about, talked about last time, which was the sort of lawsuit history of Bond and the fact that they had not, they didn't have the rights to Spectre at this point. Or to use Spectre or Blofeld or these certain characters at this point. So they thought they were just going to have to just reboot this thing and create this new kind of Spectre-like organization, which they call Quantum. Quantum. Yeah. Um, which ended up like basically, uh, you know, kind of fixing or tried to fix, I guess, retroactively in Spectre anyways, when they're saying like, oh, Quantum was owned by Spectre. And you're, yeah, you're like, hey. it almost
1: would have been better if they just never called it Spectre. Correct. And they just did their own thing and called it Quantum,
0: you know? Yes. So it's almost like, yes, if, if they had the rights then, it would have been great if this was the introduction to Spectre because um, that's what Mr. White is supposed to be. And then, you know, as you meet these other characters in this organization, but in the vacuum of if you weren't if you weren't ever – if Spectre never came out, it like, this works fine, I think, as – the yeah. reintroduction of specter yeah <laughs> so um yeah so and that's kind of the way, how this opens But i mean it, I, it's kind of interesting how we're going to talk about this movie because there really is not many details as far as per scene sometimes like the opening card chase, i think is really really cool except it's yeah. like cut so crazy like there's just so much editing that it's like very difficult you can't i i was trying to when i was watching this first i was like on my computer a little bit and i was like wait a minute i can't like look at anything else while i'm watching this movie i have to just like focus forward or i'm gonna miss yeah details. it
1: was very like someone was trying to jason bourne style like cuts yep. but obviously yep. it's not them so it's kind of, they didn't quite pull it off
0: yeah so it wasn't
1: bad it just it, it wasn't it didn't totally land which is like i don't think this is a bad movie it just some things just didn't totally land.
0: It's just not what we traditionally see. What Bond style is? I think right. He's an action star, like an action character, and the movies are action movies, but they're more about like set pieces and a little bit more about like the the cool cinematography, but not necessarily yeah. like he's not born in the way.
1: Which I think that was like the thing that this movie needed a couple better set pieces. I mean, the final like set piece the compound is so awesome but a lot of the set pieces also felt a little vacant yeah i don't know do you think that's just like also because of the writing and because it was so limited that they maybe didn't have enough time to plan visually production wise to make these things as like interesting and lifelike and detailed as they should be
0: i think it's a mix of time and i think then also the director as well i think because he's not an action director um, he probably didn't necessarily know how to kind of command these bigger scenes or, like, the broader picture. Whereas, like, Martin Campbell, who did Quantum Assault, uh, no, uh, Casino Royale and Goldeneye, like, he's an amazing action director. and knows I didn't how... realize he
1: did, he did Goldeneye also.
0: Yeah, so, like, the two best action bonds, in my, my opinion, in a lot of ways, like, are the same. The, that guy, Martin Campbell, who's, like, he's just a really competent action director. So, I think that has something to do with it. Um, I think the ability to understand like space and how to stage things, I think that's really important. And, and sometimes if you don't have that experience, it's kind of really difficult to suddenly be like in a position and yeah. where you're making these big ass decisions. So yeah. Um, but yeah. that it definitely feels like some scenes feel a vacant or feel like there's not as much people in them for some reason.
1: Right. <laughs> Which
0: it, it's fine. Like I don't,
1: I don't know. I don't think it's a bad movie. I enjoyed it.
0: No, yeah, yeah, I think it's. I think it's cool. I, I, yeah, you know, makes me miss. Um, I miss Judi Dench as M. It's yeah, cool I mean, back here. absolutely. Um, you know, it's they they set up this whole premise where Bond, you know, he's a he's a blunt instrument. He often will kill people instead of taking them alive, um, and that's becoming a problem for MI6. Basically, is the kind of setup here is that he's he's too who's too dangerous of an agent. Yeah. Um, Which is, I think, which is a a cool, you know, I think theme that has been kind of Craig's running theme throughout all his movies is that he's too much of a, uh, too much of a rogue in that way. A rogue agent. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, um...
1: (laughs) He's got to initiate ghost protocol.
0: Yes. (laughs) (laughs) The rogue nation's got to stop the, (laughs) that one British guy. Um, But, uh, so Mr. White. You know, he man, ha, imagine being in that car chase and in, in the trunk the whole time.
1: Yeah, <laughs> it's
0: like that's gotta suck. Um, but he gets taken to Siena, and then they interrogate him. Mister White's like, "We got people everywhere in our organization." And then the one bodyguard and his bodyguard pulls out his gun and shoots the other M six agent. There's a cool chase sequence. I like, you know, this whole this whole gunfight between them and this like this uh renovated church thing was pretty cool yeah Uh, that final shot with him like grabbing the gun and like swinging upward and shooting at the camera was cool um
1: yeah they they went for style points on a handful of shots like that there's a couple that i i didn't i forgot about that one specifically but there's a couple that i remembered um they is it just me or did they try to give bond like a couple like corny cool lines in the movie like the one that jumps out to me the most is at the very end when he jumps on the shot we had a mutual friend and I was just like, what? But I, I feel like they went for that. They were like, oh, we got to give Bond, like, a couple of, like, we're going to try and make an iconic shot, it felt like. um, Yeah. They did a much better job with that one in the church. I think that one, that one landed.
0: Yeah, and I, I think it goes back to the point of, you know, maybe the script wasn't always there, so, like, they didn't quite have the cool lines they maybe wanted to. So, yeah, that was so noticeable at the end when he jumps down in that car and it's like, he's like, I think we have a mutual friend. Yeah, but it was like, I think we have a mutual friend. It's like,
1: just shoot him. He's gonna be dead when yeah. you're done saying it. He's not gonna
0: process what. Yeah. Like if him. it was Marjorie Moore, it would have been like, "Mind if I drop in?" And like, yeah. It, you know, <laughs> or something like that. But like, there could have been a much better line to use there. And yeah. And they could have, I think, dedicated a little more time to that that setup, which which that that police chief because like he betrays Mathis and betrays Bond and but they don't really introduce this character at all and um, so by the time you get to that line at the end you're just like eh like not much of a payoff <laughs> but um, yeah so and, and like I in this whole Sienna stuff it's like they cut between that chase sequence and the gunfight and like that horse race thing and I was like I'm like wow they, they must have just like, like we gotta film this horse race <laughs> during this whole thing because it's cool and so I was like eh you know yeah, <laughs> is what it is. Um, yeah, and then we go to Haiti. After that, so it it is kind of interesting how little
1: of this. I mean, this it's like the most outside of London Bond ever is, right? Like he never really goes to home base.
0: No, he goes to home base once to see the Microsoft table being but, used. <laughs> right, the surface <laughs> that was actually pretty cool yeah i forgot about that but
1: but other than i mean it's it just feels like we're never like he's just so out of his element um i don't know i always just always thought of these as being like more eurocentric movies and as we go through them more and more and more he's just like he's always in america he's always in south america he's always in, <laughs> i'm just like it's it's curious because i think some of the better movies are when he's more of like globetrotting around europe and going through a lot of the European countries because it, it feels yeah. like they always just do their best work there um, with yeah. Bond. So I'm always I'm, I'm always surprised by how many of the films are at least not like centered there. You know yeah. when it's like not a set piece. It was like this movie was centered. Like the idea was like we're not going to be in Europe like at all yeah. basically in this movie. Um, yeah, this which movie is fine. Is mostly but,
0: yeah the Caribbean and, and South America, which I think is, yeah, which is good. But he does you know he. He does go to Austria, I think, is where he meets the infiltrates the quantum uh, right meeting. So they get a summit. It's just not like the cold, drizzly London that we see no, sometimes. Yeah. But um we, yeah. Yeah, we get it briefly in the beginning. Um Haiti's cool. Uh, it's a, it a lot of it seems a little staged. It's like it's like they purposely right. tried to make it very like like theatrically poor.
1: Well, I think this is my problem with it, because my issue isn't necessarily that like I I want it to be eurocentric but it feels like the people who make it and when they write the story are eurocentric, you know, Right. So you know. they know those people, they know how to write the characters. Like even the people that are on the street like you like recognize things and you're like, "Oh, I get this." And then when they go to these other countries, they like do this like bad job with it. Like everyone kind of feels like this monoculture. Yeah. Right? And it's like, "No, it's just they, they're gonna have basically the same kinds of people as us that are doing all those different kinds of jobs they're just <laughs> different people but like instead whenever he goes to like a foreign country that's not western it's this weird monoculture it doesn't know i don't help. i don't know why
0: it also does not help when camille comes to pick him up at the hotel that she's driving like a ford fiesta <laughs> or whatever the like that car is he Thank God they like this was only like a two movie problem, which was Casino Royale on this one where they had like the Ford contract, so they had to put Ford cars in them. Um But yeah, this was probably the worst part.
1: Yeah, you'd think with like Ford, like okay, F one fifty are like the easiest thing for them to put in there. Like that's a believable truck to see, like the bad guys have. Yeah, but instead, she shows up in like a little Ford Ford smart car. thing. yeah, thing. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> uh, but um. Yeah, Olga Karolinko, who actually I, th- I thought was actually a really good Bond girl.
1: Oh yeah, um, yeah. I thought both of the Bond girls in this also Strawberry Fields, also great Bond girl name.
0: Great name. I thought both of them were. were I wish were she was used more. Um, sure. And I have some other issues with that, but uh, with Camille, I thought like I kind of wish she wasn't. I know they had to fit in the fact that like because Olga's Russian, they had to do this like half Russian, half Bolivian yeah. thing. When it's like, well, I wish they maybe had just found a Bolivian actress to play this, yeah. but you know, they it's throw... like, how
1: about she's adopted?
0: <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> I just like if you're gonna go that direction and like have a a Bond girl that is South American, like fully I have go a South into American that, person, yeah, would have been cool. But I think totally, despite that, I think Olga does a great job, and I so like surprisingly well, and surprisingly has like can act really, really well. Yeah, um, i think she does a great job there um but yeah so bond <laughs> kills another guy and takes his identity and then who is supposed to kill her um she kind of kicks him out of the car and drives and he follows her to this dock where we meet the villain of the of the movie dominic green played by matthew Almoric, who's great got, job he's a great villain i i great. wish they had him more of him he's yep. got he's got the beatiest little eyes which are great yep um He's like I would have
1: believed him as, like, anything if they had him come back. Because he seems like, you know, uh, uh, yeah, he was great. I, I liked him a lot. I thought he did a good job.
0: He would be a great Blofeld almost. Better than what they did with Christoph Waltz almost, I think.
1: Yeah. I don't know if that has more just to do with their failure to, you know. Maybe. Like, I think, like, they could have just brought him back as, like, he, he he made it out of there, like, he had some guys pick him up, and then he could have eventually led them to Blofeld, so they could have made it seem like he was going to be the bad guy again, like, yeah. on a revenge kick, but then actually, like, he still sucks. He has. It's not like he's still great at what he does, and then, like, actually Blofeld comes out. Like, there were ways to reuse that character, I think. Yeah,
0: yeah. And then you could have the whole thing where, like, he had to drink the oil, but then, like, he survived, but somehow, like, it permanently damaged him, so he has to have, like, something done to, like... Keep him alive from the oil poisoning. Yeah. Um, been something f- pretty fun, but uh, yeah,
1: he's a weird oil monster now.
0: Yeah, but it, I think it's funny with. I, I really enjoyed Dominic. I like the idea that, like, as a villain, he's a, like he has this front, which is his environmental organization, um, which is cool. And I think at the time, I think especially in this modern day, I think is really, really, you know, I think important. Especially this whole yeah. theme that it's about water. And Quantum was trying to essentially corner the water market, first in this country, and eventually they wanted to, like, basically buy as much water as they could around the world, which totally makes sense now.
1: (laughs) Yes, it does.
0: So um, I also love uh, his, his, like, henchman dude, Elvis, who's like that, I don't know, like, weird Bill Hader-like character.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I also don't know what's up with the turtleneck. (laughs) Yes. Like, y'all were out in, like, the desert. Well, you got a turnaround on. I know. you must have hot. spent
0: bullets in that thing. What are you doing? Uh, he's, he's good. Um, but, yeah, Camille comes back to him. is like, oh, you tried to kill me, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, oh, whatever, you know. And it's like, I know you're using me to get to General Medrano. And he's like, because he killed your parents and blah, blah, blah. And then that's when we meet General Medrano. Played, I love this actor that plays him. It's like Joaquin Casillo. He's in uh, Narcos, Mexico. Mexico, I just finished the the series.
1: Yeah. I think this movie, actually, like, all of the casting was good.
0: Yeah. Like, there's actually no bad casting at all in any of this. Yeah.
1: And it was great how much time we got to spend with the bad guys and also seeing sort of the corrupt, like, CIA stuff with the bad guys. Yeah, when we get to
0: fucking Hopper
1: as the... It makes the villain so much better, even when he's not really doing... Like, when he's really just almost being a con man... In many ways, you know, like he's not. Actually, I think that's like somehow one of the best things about this movie is the sort of de-escalation of the issue. It's like what they're trying to do is actually very bad, but also at the same time, it's like just really shitty con artisty kind of business. Yeah, like the whole coup is not really them; they're just it's you know it's complex, but it's not quite the same level as like we're gonna destroy the planet with nukes or a genetic weapon or
0: it's no, it's like it's a kind of it's a I think a well thought out story in the sense that yeah. quantum is going to basically trick the Americans into supporting a coup in Bolivia that they're going to get the oil, which there's none of, but which, and then quantum will get the water rights. And so it's like, it's a, it's a pretty smart kind of cool plan. That's relevant to our modern sort of environmental problems that we're, we're dealing with, um, which waters is, is the biggest problem. And there's, we have too much oil and not enough water. <laughs> it's the, current problem and so this is like i think like a a great movie to kind of highlight that but um but yeah like i i think the casting's great um this boat scene boat chase is you know it's decent for a boat move chase um not not the greatest one i've seen uh but bond does a pretty good job um camille gets like essentially like head kicked by a boat and gets knocked out (laughs) (laughs) you know i was just
1: thinking about how you brought up like how the story reflects uh modern times and I think what would be what's actually really good about this movie is because it's an original story I think the future of bond like I really hope they're smart enough to go and create a lot more original full-on stories like just to continue to do that because as much as they pulled in these current new movies from the old ones and like they're remaking some stuff um a lot of the some of the best stuff they do is that it's new. And now since they just did remakes of, you know, they did a remake of Blofeld. We have Spectre again. We did Casino. Royale. It's like maybe with the next Bond, they'll just continue to do new stuff instead of doing another reboot.
0: I mean, I do really like when Bond just gets a mission. It has nothing to do with him personally, and he has to go and stop said bad guy from completing mission and and the whole idea of said. Super is going to corner the market on this item and make millions of dollars while also de- maybe destroying the world or destroying a certain sub- part of the part of the world. That's not new. That's, you know been around since Goldfinger, basically. Um, it's just it's good when they update it to modern things and not just yeah. remake certain parts that are just the same.
1: And that's what I like. I think I think this sh- proves that they can do a confident Bond movie without the scale being necessarily it's the end of the world, but also without having to really bring in any of the old tools either, you know? Yeah. Yeah, no, I agree.
0: So, I agree. Um, that works out pretty well for me. Um, yeah, so the after the whole Haiti stuff, then we get to... Oh, we, a brief introduction to the CIA where we get the reintroduction yeah. to Felix Leiter, um, who...
1: Gotta love Jeffrey Wright.
0: But I gotta say, the weakest part of the movie, I think, is the fact that we don't get enough of him. Oh, 100%. It's like he just kind of sits there looking miserable <laughs> the whole time, which I feel like... I'm like, eh, if I was Jeffrey Wright, I'd be a little pissed off that like, Correct. I'm in this movie and I basically don't get to do anything. Um, I don't even really have that cool of lines. and uh, But, I, you know, I think Felix is always great, though, even even if he's just kind of being pouty the whole time. I love... David Harbour is the other guy with the mustache. <laughs>
1: yeah, so this is it, because I didn't remember ever seeing David Harbour in anything before yeah. Stranger Things. So the second he came on screen, I was like, ah!
0: <laughs> Harbour! <laughs> and he's just like, he's, it's so funny because he's this kind of, he's a big guy, but in this he's yeah. playing such like a weasel, which is yep. really funny. Um, and so it's kind of cool to see him in this kind of pre-everybody-knows-who-he-is type of role um it works
1: though because he has this sort of like southern businessman charm where it's like he just he has like generational wealth
0: he's like just twirling his mustache a little bit
1: yeah it worked out well actually so I i was very delighted to see him i mean that whole sequence with them on the plane and talking to each other i'm like great villain felix hopper i'm like I don't remember this movie being as great as this feels right now.
0: It's almost because like the elements are working. It's just sometimes the execution and some of the stuff is just a little off or a little underwhelming in that way. So it's like, it's almost like if they went back and just remade this movie and just kind of improved upon the script. I think it would have been like one of the best.
1: I agree. It would have been an amazing follow-up.
0: Then we have the, uh, yes, the whole opera scene, um, which was pretty cool. Um which, where Bond yeah. basically infiltrates and gets so, I like how they just have a meeting at the opera in their little secret <laughs> radio tower. Yeah. Their little radio waves, which is funny. And then Bond. the
1: action here was like a bit of a mixed bag. Yeah. Um I thought like some beats of it were good and some beats of it like when they first see Bond and he's like coming down the beady eyed stair off. The, like, the, the, the yeah. ladder down. Yeah, the stairwell <laughs> and then and like they kind of catch eyes with each other. He kinda like starts to walk and then he runs but like when they cut he's just already like and, that, in a and fall then it does on this is kind of like
0: almost music video-esque yeah. kind of thing it's like like the score is really heavy it's like kind of cut in a certain way where like the sound effects aren't really there and he's like kind of shooting his way through the kitchen and like the dining hall and it it's almost like they like the the sequence from a like a movie uh, language standpoint is telling you Bond's about to get shot by the end of the sequence or like die. Yeah. Like it's kind of tragic, but then he doesn't. It's so it's kind of a misplaced almost cinematic technique that they used, just because they liked the way it looked or the way it was done. Um, but yeah, then he he does a thing. He's done this <laughs> a few times in movies where he gets a guy to like kind of tell him who he was and like, kind of notices the guy from like another type of secret police or something. And I mean, he drops that guy in the car of Dominic's car. I like the line where Dominic says like, it's like, did he, it's like, do, is he one of ours? He's like, no. Then why is he looking at me? And then, yeah. he,
1: then shoot him. <laughs> yep. I, I like how weaselly and scared he is.
0: That's what, yeah. That's what makes him great. Is that he like tries at times to be kind of like, he can be scary almost like, as a, like a rat can be scary. Like, yeah it like can be terrible like but he ultimately is kind of a weasel and just sort of oh yeah <laughs> i think he were yeah it's great that way but you know when he needs to kind of get down he'll he's not will, you know afraid to swing an axe around it at yeah at that's end.
1: true that's <laughs> certainly true but he's not going to be good with it either <laughs> no. is the thing. Uh,
0: but um what happened so then i think then it's the rest of the movie is in bolivia right after that basically yeah oh no yeah. well first he goes to mathis this is we get the reintroduction of Madness, oh right, um, who, you know, we didn't know what happened to him at the end of Casino Royale. Apparently, he was basically imprisoned and tortured for a while, right? And they felt bad, and then they gave him a house and a um, a nice lady to uh hang out with him. Yes, you know, in his house. But then Bond's just like, "I need your help," <laughs> and Mathis is like, ah, shit!" It's like I gotta help this guy. Yeah. Because he'd rather go with Bond and stay with that woman for some reason. Because <laughs> she's like, hey, come put suntan lotion on me. And he's like, no, I'm going to go with Bond here. Bye.
1: <laughs> he's like, I'm going to go die. See you later.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm probably going to go die. I'll see See you later. I you feel like- I feel bad for Mathis. Sure. You know? like Because one, he didn't do anything. Like All he does is help Bond. Yeah. In Casino Royale on this. And his... Miz like Bond. Bond just throws him in a dumpster.
1: Yeah, I mean, just all of these characters. Anyone that gets close enough to Bond, you're just collateral damage, right? Like you're just yeah. waiting to be like. It's unfortunate. Um, I really want them to find a better way to have meaningful loss with Bond without just killing off side
0: characters. <laughs> I'm I, I'm fine with like you know Mathis dying. It's just you don't need to toss his body in the dumpster.
1: Well, where was he supposed to put it?
0: He didn't toss the other soldiers in the dumpster or the police that stopped him it, yeah. it just felt like a like just get out of there, like take mathis somewhere else take the body somewhere else <laughs> you know like what was the point of putting him in the dumpster other than to alert the authorities and to alert m i six that you like murdered this <laughs> other witness yeah, that was in your service um it just It just felt like a shitty move on bond to do that um, I could see that and um, when they get to Bolivia, the, they're stopped by the other Bond girl, Strawberry Fields. Yes, uh, uh, Gemma Adderden plays her. Um, my only problem with her is that like I kind of wanted her not to look like Gemma Adderdon. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like if you're gonna have this British agent that's like working the Bolivia station, like she shouldn't be like a redhead model like it's totally gonna stand out anyone that's gonna walk and see her she look, you know it looks like bryce dallas howard like in jurassic world (laughs) and she's like wearing like a a giant pea coat when they when they stop her and i'm like she just looks like she's playing dress-up spy a little bit um she's probably i think in terms of like the most out of place she feels the most out of place here um and i was like kind of weighing this in my mind i was like well if you want to bring bond if her like her mission was like i need to bring you back home like mi6 mm. has sent word that like i gotta take you in um and he doesn't listen to her of course but so if if i'm mi6 it's like i'm thinking at first i was like thinking like well i would send a man to get him because bond isn't gonna seduce this person <laughs> right and ultimately probably get him killed but he probably also isn't gonna listen to a man he might listen to a woman so then i was like well maybe that makes more sense to like send a beautiful woman to him because he might listen sure. to sure yeah but ultimately, he doesn't listen.
1: <laughs> nope.
0: So, um, but yeah, that, that's my that was my thought on Strawberry Fields, which was like, it's a little over the top, but you know, obviously, we've given the history of Bond. It, like, I'm, I'm okay with it. You know, I I would just be funny to see like him with a someone who wasn't as like gorgeous as like she is. Sure. Like, yeah. You know, just some more plain Jane, like yeah. British officer that's like working in Bolivia. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. You know, um, because I uh, what's interesting is that, like, what what did you think of when she I don't really know why she does what she does, though, because she basically just knocks Dominic's henchman off the stairs and like basically almost breaks his neck, but not really for any reason. Yeah, like they were going to get away anyways. And then she puts herself at risk. And ultimately, what happens to her? What happens to her? So,
1: yeah, I guess the thing that I liked about her, though, was that she at least didn't feel cheesy in the way that like so many bond girls have in the past you know no i she mean did, like she's doing a. she like, did feel like an agent at least
0: and and i think she does the actress does do well in terms of yeah with what she's given it's not like she, she can't act like it's not like she's like we've what we've seen with some of these girls um like you know last movie we watched for your eyes only with like bb you're just like dear god like um but like i kind of wish they just gave her something more because it's like she does not really nothing to stop him no uh when they go into the i felt so bad for mathis in the scene two playing third wheel basically at this point he's kind of like following behind them he's like whatever but when they go to the hotel and he's like can you help me find the stationery?" and Mm -hmm. like then beds her it's like okay like i didn't really get a flirtatious relationship with it either like necessarily i think like she liked him but like i don't know
1: but what i kind of appreciated about that right and this is interesting because i was just like oh i hope they're not just gonna like he's gonna i felt like he didn't actually even have to charm her it almost just felt like because she was also an agent it felt like two just like agents are kind of like well we're here we've got some time to kill we're both hot we're both single because we can't have any real personal it's like the Olympi-
0: when the olympics when the like athletes yes. are like in the olympic yeah. village
1: because of the way it just seems so casual between them and there wasn't any, it didn't feel like there was any of this bullshit Bond charm, like he seduced her. It actually felt much more of like a transactional thing between them, like they were both getting something. So actually, that was it was like the first time I've seen him with like a woman in this situation where I've been like, oh, it feels like she's using him for sex just as much as he's using her for sex. I can right agree now. with that.
0: I can, I can see that, actually. So and that, I'm
1: fine with that. Yeah, that, that makes sense.
0: that's Yeah.
1: And it's because of the lack of the seduction and him being like, oh, no, you, I know you want me kind of a, you know, like yeah. thing they usually have him do.
0: Yeah. It's just like they we just can not get him any time of them talking together. So, like. Which makes it better in yeah, a way. It honestly does. Ah, <laughs> uh, Yeah. Maybe, and maybe it's just more of like later when she essentially commits an act that, you know, will essentially give her up. Uh, right and I think they just worked backwards from the outcome they wanted which was they wanted to do the gold finger reference they wanted to cover this woman in oil um, and her lay on the bed in the same way
1: I mean visually very cool
0: yeah no I think it's cool um, yeah they didn't a, earn
1: it necessarily but very cool yeah
0: looking. yeah that's what I was gonna say like they didn't earn it and I get it from a from a story perspective in the sense that Dominic wants to throw MI6 off and think they're after the oil Yes, so that that makes sense. It's just not done. I think as far as the lead up to it, feels very just. It happens like they're like, we got this sh- image we want to use, and we're gonna get it, and we got it. So. It's
1: almost as if like honestly, that was the impetus for the entire movie. Like someone <laughs> yeah. was like, "What's the iconic thing we can pull? Like, what if we did that? But it's with today's gold oil." And they were like, oh, okay, so it's about oil somewhere. Oh, what's well, a hot spot? Well, let's go down, you know, South America. Yeah, like, actually, no, again. what's the oh, real gold?
0: Water. Yeah. yeah. That's like, you can tell the conversation they had in the room.
1: <laughs> yeah. Now they'll remake it in a few years and it'll be, she'll just be wet. Like she was drowned.
0: Yeah. She, yeah. She, yeah. She was just given too much moisture. It just won't translate. Yeah. Right. Yeah.
1: <laughs> they'll be like, why they have this like wet woman dead on a bed? I don't understand.
0: 'Cause we'd be like, oh my god, there's water there.
1: Wow. But what's the real goal now?
0: Clean air. Oh, oxygen. Oh, there you go. Yeah, <laughs> she's just putting like a she's she's putting a car that's in a garage that's left the exhaust on. <laughs> they discover it. Um Yeah, so yeah, that's why we get the whole Mathis thing, Unfortunately, He ends. Um Camille and Bond, they rent a big ass plane and they go flying oh, looking I, for. I
1: do want to. I really like the interaction between Green Bond and Camille. Oh yeah, I thought that was really good at the hotel. I also thought the hotel was great. Like the hotel was the hotel and the compound were the two best designed like set pieces that they had. I think. Oh yeah, visually. Um, but I really liked. I mean, like how he was like very creepily threatening her. Like, oh, well, what if? What if? this just breaks and you fall or like, what yeah. If... <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. It's going to uh, push over the balcony. Yeah. Yeah. I thought that was really good. Um And it just showed how brazen he is.
0: Yeah. Like how he uses his power as like a status. Um, yes. And uses it as a weapon against people. He's yeah. Like, I can kill you in the, at this party and like, no one will suspect that I did it.
1: Right. And that's why that was the moment when I was like, okay, he's a good villain now because this is like, some real sinister shit to do <laughs> in front of everyone.
0: Yeah, no, I agree. I, I, I think that was, a, yeah, that was a good moment. Um, and then actually before also they go to the the, the airplane stuff, um, this is where we get the re- the only really good lighter scene, uh, Felix lighter scene. So where it's like they meet at the bar. And he's like, you got 30 seconds to get out of here. Um, and essentially tells him like what's up with the CIA and what they're doing and um, gets him to run down there. And so that's why they're going – to get a plane to go look out this site where apparently the oil is, or where they discover where the water is, basically. Um, I thought the whole plane stuff was cool. It doesn't really make sense that why well, there's like a random like World War II fighter plane that's <laughs> chasing after them, and shooting at them, but you know it works. I think for me, from for the most part, except for the only part that I thought was like kind of unnecessarily unrealistic was them falling into the sinkhole releasing the parachute 50 Mm. feet at like at most maybe if not less and not their legs not immediately snapping like twigs upon (laughs) impact like hitting stone um sure so that was the only part where i was like we you know this is maybe a little over the top in terms of visual like them falling down the sinkhole and having to open up this parachute you could have just had them open it and then like glide down and would have had the same effect
1: yeah. He could have had little retro boosters on his shoes.
0: Yes. He could have, he could have had some sort you know? of gadget. Yeah. Uh, yeah there you was know a- me.
1: You know me. I want a bond gadget in every movie. I know. It doesn't def- have to be overly complex, but give me one.
0: This one definitely definitely has not really any gadgets at all. Did, Except for those. Does it even Microsoft have Q? Surface.
1: Did it there's no Q. Nope. Q right? is not Q is doesn't like- come until the next movie. Yep. Yeah. That was actually I think for me with this movie and with Casino Royale, it's honestly my only complaint for all of Casino Royale cuz so I love Casino Royale. I understand Q wasn't originally part of that like really, but I just I love I think Q is such a cool, fun character.
0: Yeah. It's no, good. And I think he's a good he's a good personality to have around. Even when he's a cranky old man or he's like a just a snooty young man, you know, yeah. it's like I think it's good to have that character. Um Which
1: We'll see him again in the next movie. Um uh what
0: the heck is that one? A view to Skyfall. A Kill? No, well Skyfall. Yeah, well, the next one we yeah, the next one next Craig that we do, yes, he'll be here. But in November. He's gonna be in the next movie we watch though, which is A View to a Kill. It's not gonna be a great oh, performance. Nice. It's, it's considered oh, one of the worst Bond films, but Really? Yes.
1: That makes me excited. I actually like because they're so dated and old, my expectation is so low going into them yeah. that unless it's just boring I'm probably going to enjoy it.
0: You're going to enjoy it for how bad it is because it's like Moonraker. It's great. But without like the cool space stuff.
1: Okay. Well, that's not as great. But some of the scenes in Moonraker, like the gondola without the space stuff, still great. Yeah. So, but basically,
0: it's like that. It's, that's,
1: that's awesome. And, but, like, uh, If Bond's if, not going to be really cool and well-written, if it's not going to be super stylish, I want it to be super cheese ball. Yeah, I feel like yes, Bond's it's going to be super cheese ball. When it lands somewhere in between where it's like sometimes he's cool, but like also it's coming off. It's like that's when it doesn't land. It's either got to be real campy or it's got to be really cool.
0: Yeah. And, and adding the fact that the villain is Christopher Walken. And boom, you got yourself. A <laughs> oh, man. I'm very excited for that. <laughs> so um, and instead of Jaws, it's Mayday, the really strong black woman. It's going to be. Which great. movie is this? Uh, a View to a Kill. 1985. Is this Pierce Brosnan? No, this is roger moore's last movie okay he was 57
1: wow okay exciting that is exciting (laughs) anyways back Um, to um, back uh, to to this yeah yeah sorry sorry for the derail (laughs) (laughs)
0: um yeah so um then the movie just becomes this like becomes the movie babble for some reason and they're just like in this like bolivian town and um, there's this whole thing. That's when they reveal the water that they've been damming up the reservoirs underground yeah. and the towns aren't getting anything and they're all going through this drought. Um, there's there's some cool cinematography and all this um, stuff at the end. But um, then we get to the sort of finale, which is at this interesting hotel. I'll say fairly. least. very... Like the fire marshal would not like this hotel at all, um, the way it's designed. If a car can... <laughs> Back up into in the garage and suddenly cause this massive explosion. Yeah, I, I'm like, there's some there's some fundamental flaws with this hotel. <laughs> that's what they're trying is it a hotel or is it like a comp like? I think it's an actually a hotel in real life, but it's like in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, that's what they they, <laughs> they it's in this like the Andes mountains like in the desert. Yeah, I think the whole point is like, oh, you get this like weird experience out in like isolation.
1: I I just I thought everything about the design of this place was great. Yeah, I thought, like, like I think visually, visually is everything's awesome. great.
0: Um, I think uh, the action scenes are cool. Um, I love the moment before this with Bond and, and Camille, and it is reminding me a lot of the stuff that we were discussing in For Your Eyes Only between Bond and Melina, where yes. it's like kind of this, because they're closer in age in this movie, it doesn't feel like a mentor, student type of thing going on, but um, there's a little bit there where he's basically kind of telling her about like, revenge and his thoughts on it and how it's i think you see his character come around this time where it's like he realizes that how he was acting before was too destructive and yes for himself and for everyone else around him so he kind of was kind of giving her kind of this sort of mentor like kind of figure here which i really much enjoyed um when dominic's meeting with the general there's that waitress do you recognize that waitress that the general then tries to essentially rape Yeah, later. dude, the
1: rape scene was, like, really, I have to say, like, I almost I almost wish, like, <laughs> I had said that at the start of this, was, like, this is a good movie, but that have some it. shit in it that's it. kind of fucked up. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know if we needed it. Like, we knew he was a bad guy already. I don't know if we needed that. Do you like, know what I mean?
0: Based on Camille's story, like, we know he's yeah. a bad guy. Um, I don't
1: think we needed to see it. I don't think it actually adds anything. I think that's one of those things where people are, like, it's like Game of Thrones had the same problem too it's like once you tell people they've done these horrible things you don't necessarily need to just show it or beat the viewer over the head with yeah. it
0: but um, speaking of that yeah. actress do you know where she's from Game of Thrones no. oh what she's uh Rob Stark's pregnant wife that gets stabbed <gasps> oh, okay yep so like that's why I was like I'm like where do I recognize this woman from I was like oh that's her wow so which makes the scene even more sad <laughs> yeah yeah so yeah, like I agree, we don't need it. Um, and
1: I'm, it's like I was on board with them taking all these dudes out already. They didn't need, <laughs> they didn't need to give us another reason.
0: Yeah, and I think I, I obviously I think in their minds they were like, oh, because we need to kind of have Camille save this person, and because that's what happened to her, and like seeing her mother and like go through the same thing, and blah blah blah. But yeah, did you, there's probably could have been a more Subtle way of doing that
1: without there could have just been more implication, they just showed too much, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, you're right. Uh, they just uh, it went too far, in my opinion. But, yeah, aside from that, I think everything about the following action sequence, and in some ways, including the really corny line, we have a mutual friend,
0: we have a mutual <laughs> friend, um, which sounds pretty up great. This whole chain reaction of explosions, uh, <laughs> um, yeah, I loved when Dominic's running away with Elvis. And, like, he then stops his, his henchman and, like, points, like, lifts up his arm to, like, point the gun for him. He's like, here, you wait here mm-hmm. and aim your gun right here. And I'm going to run away. And like, he's just like, I'm going to bail. And then he, like, leaves Elvis to die because then, like, the little hydrogen cell right next to him blows up. <laughs> and they do that cool slow-mo explosion.
1: Yeah, I mean, you got to you got to phantoms are all the rage right around now
0: i know that's true so and you know, if you got fire you got to shoot it slow-mo
1: absolutely
0: um this movie Ellen's almost ends really dark because they're trapped the in the, in that room and like camille's kind of freaking out because it kind of reminds of like her experience and like bond's like basically like whipping out the pistol and is like i'm gonna put a bullet in our heads so we don't have to burn alive here and then the like i was like i was, I forgot about that and i was like oh yeah it's right they were gonna commit suicide like that's like pretty crazy
1: yeah and if you remember the end of casino royale when like she's like just let me go like she's in the tank with the water you know yeah so i think this was like his sort of redemption
0: yeah which which ultimately makes uh, what we were in the beginning said like as a direct sequel if you watch this as one whole movie these two movies back to back it it kind of they bookend each other in that way they
1: do in in a good way
0: um but then he sees the one hydrogen cell on the wall and shoots it, which blows up the you know whole wall that they can escape from. Um, which I didn't know, like as far as staging. It was like Dominic was in that hall area where then he like swung the axe into his foot, which was all like ooh. Uh, that was part ooh. Um, but then all of a sudden he's like out in the desert, like a good like two hundred feet away. Yeah, I was like, how did he get out there so quickly? <laughs> he teleported. Um, but you know, it is what it is. Um, and then I'm glad they did the thing that they didn't do in Four Year Eyes Only, or they did do in Four Eyes. Only. I'm glad they didn't do it here, which was Bond tries to put the move on Camille at the like end when he's dropping her off, like kind of thing, and she's like, "Nope, you know, we're not, yeah, we're not. That's not us. Like, we're, you know, you're great, James, but I'm just not into you, yeah. You know? Like, and I'm glad they did that. It's good that they will have Bond girls that aren't love interests necessarily.
1: Correct so totally agree with that um and then of course you know he does the whole thing with green he has the oil and he's just kind of like which is a really like 20 screwed up way before to you like, drink it like yeah,
0: yeah. I, I, that's gotta, it's got to be probably the most torturous way he's murdered somebody i think in the well, movies
1: but then later at the end this thing i didn't understand they said they found him with a stomach full of oil and two bullet holes yeah where were the bullet holes from he didn't
0: have a gun did Bond also drop a gun somewhere in the desert? So my assumption is that Quantum came by and killed him, or somebody uh, within the organization, or if now we're thinking retroactively with Spectre, Spectre came and killed him. I say um, Blofeld had him killed, which right. is dumb to think, but you know who cares? Um,
1: yeah, I don't. It, that felt like one of those things where, like, boy, it would have been good if Bond had just taken him so they could question him and learn more, if possible.
0: Yeah, it's sort of like, didn't Bond, didn't you learn your lesson?
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: I guess he was like, I just need one more. One more. Give yeah. me one more, like, personal kill here. Um, yeah. Because I think he did it for Vesper, um, because ultimately he believed that Dominic was part of this organization that killed Vesper. Right. So I think he he just was like, I, you know, I, even though I learned my lesson, I'm not going to kill people as me Let me just do this one more. I'm just going to get this one out of the way. And no one's around. No one will know. You know, I'll just I'll just tell him that he got away. and. You know that that is that. So um, we get that we get that last scene, I think it's in Russia, um, with he basically catches up to Vesper's old boyfriend in quotation marks, the one that he was he used her to like essentially blackmail her into get working with the organization and quantum, and he's doing the now the same thing with this Canadian agent played by Stan Akkaddock, who if you recognize from like Castle and other kind of shows like that. Um. Yeah, and he he stops her, and he doesn't kill him though, which is the. And you're like, now I'm gonna start, yeah, a little more reserved, <laughs> because I think ultimately because he understood that this guy was working for Quantum, like this is directly his yeah. job. It's like it's like he's not the higher ups that are like actually, you know, making these decisions. It's like he's he's like Bond. He's an agent in that yes. way. Yes. So, um, that's why I think he didn't do it. But yeah, I think it was good. I liked it. Yeah, I think. Like we said, I think if this, if we were to give this movie another more time for them to, I think, round out the characters and some of the dialogue, I think it would have been a, like a little bit better movie. But as is, it's I think it's solid, you know? Yeah. Uh definitely totally. like watch this with Casino Royale. Yeah. You know, like watch Casino yeah. Royale either as like a double feature right afterwards or like the next day or as like yeah. something pretty Just, close in time. Yeah. Yeah. Because by itself you're kinda like what is it? What's going on? Huh? You know, who's that?
1: Yeah, I watched like a 20 minute refresher on Casino Royale. I watched like a review, like basically, of everything that happened in Casino Royale, the James Bond one, right before I watched the movie. as just like, uh, okay, let me see the characters and all the names and everything again. And then I watched this and I was like, that was a good way to do it. Yeah. I did almost watch it back to back, but I just didn't have time.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, I was going to as well, but then I was like, eh, yeah, I, I just need to watch this one and yeah. get it over because i want to get to uh, view to a kill
1: <laughs> yeah that certainly sounds like it um we now will have in our show notes the list of the order of all of the remaining james bond movies as we will be watching them um once we finish book order we're just going to go in film order at that point uh, Yeah, basically there's no better way to do that
0: yeah because after this we're doing the rest of the, we do all the books in book order until I think we get to Living Daylights, which I think was the last published book before he yeah. passed away. And then after that, we're just going to go like License to Kill on from that. Which on. it's
1: basically like half of them. It's a little bit more than half now are not from the books, but well, the there only, are only 10 The only two books. from the
0: modern day are Seen Around and Quantum of Solace were the only two titles that were from the yeah.
1: No, but I mean like overall, there's like 25 Bond movies. Yeah, including
0: the No Time to Die.
1: And how many books are there?
0: Um, there's like maybe 10 or 12, I think. Right. So, and
1: and then when you count the short story movies, it's like suddenly you're at basically half of, half if not more than half of the movies are from the book. So only half of them will be going in chronological order. Because I actually do like the hopping around and seeing the different eras and getting to compare them.
0: Yeah. And and like, um, I mentioned, it's, it's funny that we watched Four Eyes Only and this movie back to back and yet they had similar elements and similar almost themes involved. Yeah because um, yeah, both are about like dead loved ones starting off with and also teaming up with like a younger person on revenge and kind of yeah talking about revenge and stuff so that was kind of cool even though they're from completely different eras and completely different movies <laughs>
1: <laughs> but thematically they took what made that one important yeah
0: so, so yeah It's good yeah so anyways everybody uh thank you for listening and uh, we'll see you on the next mission